Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He has been called many things, but we just call him Roy. This is The Roy Green Show. You know, there's been a lot of complaining about Canada from our, some people. But all we have to do is look at what, how Canada has responded to, uh, to the crisis in, in Humboldt, Saskatchewan, on the GoFundMe page with over a million dollars from ordinary Canadians, everyday Canadians, probably wealthy Canadians, poor Canadians, people who feel that they are a part of this picture because this picture is Canada. This is a Canadian picture. This is the reality of the hockey family. This is the reality of getting up, as we said earlier, at 4 o'clock in the morning to head for the arena. This is the picture of the kids who are good enough hockey players that they move on to select teams. And they end up playing in series like the Humboldt Broncos were playing. It is a Canadian picture, and that is why we all identify with it. And that is why we all feel such a significant sense of loss. It's like the jigsaw puzzle and a piece has just been taken out of the picture. We still know what the picture is, but a piece is missing. I hope that metaphor makes sense. I've been thinking about it for a while. Joining me on the program is Sharon Zeben, and I just read you the email before we took the break, which I received from Sharon. And I emailed her back, and I said, I'd like to talk to you on the air, because Sharon is from Humboldt, and she's agreed to do that. Sharon, thank you very much for, for talking to us. The, 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 the sense of loss that you feel as someone who grew up in Humboldt must be just palpable. It is. It's, it's hard to fathom that something like that has taken place and uh, and just you know to deal with the reality now and you know the shock and the disbelief and you know just the the sadness is it's really it's it's hard and and I didn't know them personally but you know there's always the stories you know of friends who knew somebody and um, you know my brothers who knew um, a few of the players and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's it's just we're still trying to understand it. When you grew up in Humboldt, how important was the hockey club just to the community? We've been talking about how communities, small communities, probably particularly in Western Canada, maybe also in rural places in, in Ontario and Quebec and, and the Maritime Provinces. But we particularly think about Western Canada, where the hockey club, the junior hockey club, really is the glue for the community. And when, after the tragedy, where did people meet? At the arena. So That's what was right. it like growing up with that team? What was the feeling like about them? What was the support like for them? Well, hockey is everything. Whether you're from a small town around the Humboldt area, whether you're from actually in the town, you know, and, you know, 
go to the Bronco games. It's everything. I would say 99% of the kids back in my day played hockey. And it's your social life. It's your activity. You know, the, the players and the coaches, they get so involved with the community. You know, it becomes community. And, uh, you know, it's, and, and that's why the whole community hurts for them now. Yeah. The, uh, so it's hard to believe that 24 hours ago we'd, this hadn't happened, and your community would have been very excited about Game 5 of a five-game series. That's exactly right. Um, it, it's like it still hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, when I got the news yesterday um, at about 6.30, quarter to 7, we have a family member who is in the – he's a paramedic, but he was not on shift but, you know, right away he knew it was bad. I was with a cousin who is a nurse in Nipawin, and she was already hearing that it's the Broncos bus and it's bad. And, you know, you, you, you have a hard time understanding, you know, what went on there and what everybody had to deal with and will continue to deal with in the following days. But that community is a strong community. They're, they're faith-based, and they'll draw on, you know, that hope and the togetherness to get them through this. You, uh, in your email, you wrote that the former coach, Dean Brockman, you grew up, is that right, right across yes, yes. the and road from him? Right across the road from our farm, yes, in, in the Middle Lake, St. Benedict area, yes. Yeah, so, you know, he's. we've always kept tabs on him. Uh, just ran into him in Red Deer this past winter. Uh, he's the coach of the Blades now and uh, had such a good visit, you know, remembering, you know, the small town vibe. And, uh, you know, there's nothing like that bond in Saskatchewan to hold people together. It's unlike, I've, I've lived in a few different provinces and Saskatchewan is special, I tell you. It's, it's, it's got glue and you know they they just will stick together in this time and you know they'll carry on it'll be tough but they will get through this you know i say to people periodically during cfl season you want to see what canada's about you want to see about what community's about watch a saskatchewan rough riders game yes yes very true yes Another then you'll see example then you'll see it was uh, quite a touching situation, though, as well with the players and your youngest brother's children. Yes, it, it was. He told me that a couple weeks ago, and I actually forgot about it till he he said he sent me the picture of them uh, today um, of the kids with their sticks, and uh, then he mentioned the young fellow's name, the uh, Caleb Dahlgren, that actually went and found the sticks, cut them off their size because they're only three <laughs> yeah. and he went and found them where they were taking their skates off already and uh you know said here i want you to have these you know it's just such such a great story you know i hope his parents i don't know if he survived but i hope his parents you know hear the story and uh you know it it's it's such a, a selfless thing that he did you know just out of the goodness of his heart, but it's going to stick with our family for a long time. Must have been difficult to leave this morning or today. It was. I've been crying all day. 
Yeah. You know, it's, and I didn't even know them, but, you know, it's, you did. it's hard. It's, 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 you, it's your community, right? It, yeah, it is. So. Sharon, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate you talking to us. And you've given us another and a great insight into what uh, the community is all about. And uh, we'll know, we know more about Humboldt now after co- talking to you than we did before. And that's great because, like I said, I've said on, on a number of occasions, we all feel like we're citizens of Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Thank you. Take thank good you care. very much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Sharon Zeman. When we come back, we're going to talk to the president of Fields Canada. He's also a hockey dad. Stick around. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. This is the Roy Green Show. Just a reminder that you can listen back to anything that we air, and that includes today's program and, and the uh, news conference from Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Just go to RoyGreenShow.com, RoyGreenShow.com, in the podcasts, and uh, it'll all be there for you, RoyGreenShow.com. Received uh, an interview that was aired on, uh, put together by CKNW Radio, our Vancouver radio station our Vancouver Chorus radio station, where this program airs. And uh, Janet Brown sent it through to me, and uh, it's the president of Fields Canada, Dean Petruck. And uh, Mr. Petruck starts by saying this. Yeah, when I heard the news uh, last evening, um, you know, we have stores in both Humboldt and Nippowins, so this uh, this comes uh, really hits home for us. Um, you know, we have a staff in those both those communities um, I personally have driven through those markets and and um, it's just it's really tough it's a, it's a tough day today and what are they doing to try and help out the families and those impacted and affected by this terrible tragedy yeah well first and foremost we uh, we had our, our managers and staff reach out to the boat both of the um, uh, gathering centers to offer support in both uh, supplies and, and needs um, as you know the people are going to a hockey game and not expecting that they have to stay overnight or, or stay for an extended period of time so we first and foremost we reached out to those centers to see if they needed anything that we could would provide for them um, and then as of this morning we uh, started a company-wide initiative fundraising initiative um, uh, for all our stores to collect donations and uh, that will be distributed to uh, the uh, humble broncos uh, families uh, that are going to be in need and need support uh, here and, and in the future that's awesome. So people should look out for this if they're visiting any of one of your stores then. Yeah, we have signage in the stores this morning, and, and it can be a donation uh, made right at the at the till. And uh, any dom- any denomination at all, uh, it, it, you know, any denomination will help, help them um, for sure. Dean, if you wouldn't mind relaying to us, you know, what some of your managers are telling you about how it's impacting the local community, this. Yeah, well, you know, those communities are close to begin with and, and the true meaning of community, and it just just, just just proves it and brings it even closer. I mean, everybody, I don't think anybody had a had a had any sleep last night, and, and they gathered around, and, you know, this morning my phone was, uh, was ringing very early saying that we want to help, we want to be able to do whatever we can, we want to open the stores early, 
Um, so it's just, you know, it, it's, it's what they do and, and they're just, uh, they're just really devastated right now. You know, you're talking, uh, communities where people have lived there for generations on end and, and the kids, everybody knows everybody by first name. Um, I'm not even sure people lock their doors in those communities. I mean, that's the way they, they they're run and, you know, hockey is uh, definitely, uh, uh, is, a, is the sport in, in these communities and, and um, they treat it like it was if, as if it was the NHL for them. It's their it's their entertainment for for the for the season, and uh, you know they get so much support. And uh, it's just it's just just really difficult. And and the hockey community, as many know, is a very small community, really, at the end of the day, but also very supportive too in many ways. And and you're a hockey dad, and you know that, right? Yeah, you know, um, this <laughs> this morning I, you know, just thinking back of all the times I've been on those buses going to hockey tournaments, and you're you're excited, you're going, you're hopefully going in a tournament that you're gonna win some games and maybe win a trophy, and the kids are on the bus, and and you you know, you know worries, you're doing everything that you love at that moment, and to have it taken away like that, uh, so tragically, it's it's just really it's it's really difficult to. So, thank you very much. Uh, there's the president of uh, Fields Canada, um, Field Stores Canada. We all understand, don't we? We really understand what this is about. And again, because it is so Canadian, we do understand what it's about, what the loss is about. Sometimes it's uh, talked about in abstracts when things happen globally, even nationally, that we're not all engaged in or engaged with. But we all know about hockey, hockey parents, hockey players, and just parents who are out with their kids in various sports. Sheldon is uh, calling us from Spruce Grove, Alberta. Sheldon, thank you. Go ahead, please, sir. Yeah, hi, Roy. Hi. Um, just listening to your program, uh, as I was driving back from a, a big event uh, in Edmonton, um, sporting goods store, um, was celebrating their 90th anniversary, and the mayor Don Iveson was there, and he asked uh, everybody in the at the gathering to for a moment of silence for uh, for the communities affected and the players and so forth uh, with that tragic accident. And I've, I'm a Tisdale uh, born and raised uh, kid, so I'm pretty familiar with that area. I've played for the Nippon Hawks for a couple of years. I've driven that road five times a week between Tisdale and heading to Nippon and back for practices and hockey games. I can see that intersection uh, like the back of my hand. A um, lot, of, lot of emotions and feelings kind of going through my, my head as I listen to the news reports. It must be eerie to look at, uh, see that intersection and that road and that geography in your head and be so clearly familiar with it and then understand, or you can al- I guess you can almost see what happened. Well, yeah, and that's some of the things that's a bit puzzling to me, Roy, is that it was it was five o'clock, so it wasn't dark yet. I know that there's a, a a major grain elevator that's just off the highway, and you know perhaps it was a a truck that was uh, unloading grain. And uh, you know what I maybe, think. You know what I think, Sheldon. We need to wait and find out. Well, that's it. I we mean, really need to wait, wait and find out. That's the thing. You know, you always wonder. Um, you do. Circumstances. It's human nature. It's human nature. And as uh, when we were speaking with um, um, Ray Morrison, the sports director of Rolco in Saskatchewan, 
He said uh, he's been telling his listeners, remember, there's a truck driver involved as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, so we don't want to forget that either. No, and uh, and it's 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 so much again a part of who we are. But and you played hockey in that area. Well, and I, yes, and I'm living in a community now, Spruce Grove, that has all kinds of connections with that team as well. Like I was looking at the roster last night, and I noticed that one of the kids is actually from Stony Plain, and certainly Humboldt is the uh, the hometown of uh, the legendary Glenn Hall, and he only lives about four kilometers away from, from us here, uh, just outside of Stony Plain. So, yeah, you know, that's the thing about hockey is that when you you realize that these teams are made up of players right across Western Canada, when there's a tragedy like this, there isn't a community that isn't hit in its wake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everybody's, you know, just stunned and, and you know, I guess for me, you know, you I always think about... Um, the the times that I've been on those roads and the weather has been less than favorable and sometimes there's there's some close calls and uh, you're grateful for the fact that uh, you know you weren't a casualty and your heart goes out to people who have to go through something as terrible as this because uh, we're all in the road a lot and um, there's always that chance. Sheldon, I want to ask you this: What's it like to step out on the ice as a player? for one of these teams in one of these Western Canadian communities when the arena is full and you know why they're there. They're not there because some corporate guy gave them tickets, is going to be taking attendance. They are there because they want to be there, because it matters. So let's transfer this to the ice. You're the young player. You're stepping on the ice. What does that feel like? Well, we're we're playing a game that we obviously love and are committed to, and um, to uh, to be participating in an event that the community gathers, and we're all, you know, uh, uh, there for the love of the game and to cheer on our our home communities and the players. It means a lot, and for me, you know, I'm I'm a hockey dad too. I've got three boys that uh, played the sport and still do. Uh, you know, I'm in my 50s, and I still play hockey twice a week. There's something deeply ingrained in the Canadian fabric and in our culture between us and, and, and the game of hockey that's played on the ice in a cold climate. And, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm the executive director for a sports charity that provides equipment for low-income kids that can't, pro- that can't afford equipment. And uh, what's so gratifying for me and the six employees, 150 volunteers at Sports Central, is that um, we just know the power of sport to transform lives and to create healthy habits for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many great things that happen in sport that impact communities and individuals. You could write an essay on it, Roy. Sheldon, give me the website quickly. Our website is uh, www. SportCentral.org. And there's no S after the T. Okay. SportCentral.org. And we're celebrating 26 years of service. Sheldon, I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much. It's uh, SportCentral.org. SportCentral.org. Welcome right back.